Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the sponsors at patreon.com.au and our friends at supercoachchampion.com. And also our mates at gummyfuel.com.au. Head over to Facebook and Instagram and check out their page. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And, uh, well, what are we, four rounds down already, are we? Yeah, it's fucking Gee, this season's just fucking virtually 20% done. Well, almost there anyway. But anyway, we'll preview round five today, Corey. But before we do that, where can the listeners find us on social media? Uh, find us on Patreon and Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook at Supercoach Elites. Bombs, it's good to be back. Are you letting off farts already? What's going on there? What was all that about? I was just wiggling in my chair and getting in a glass of water, Corey. Not bad. So, staying hydrated, staying hydrated. Speaking of hydration, back to the gummy fuel. I'm going to need a couple of them this week, Bombs. Just to get you through uh, what is expected to be a large uh, weekend. Yep. Got the bucks for anyone who doesn't know. Could yeah. die, potentially. Um, well, I mean, if there was any other result, it'd probably be a little flat, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, the good thing is, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a great weekend. and I don't know what's happening, of course. I've got no idea. All I know is I'm getting picked yep. up and going from there. But... Um, yeah, we get to watch some women's footy uh, on Channel 7 this Saturday. The women's grand final. To that. that, that'll be very, very good. Standalone fixture this yeah. week, Corey. So, fucker, we've got no footy until four o'clock. Well, sir. And and just to be fair, whoever playing your bucks, poor planning because Carlton Port Adelaide, Corey. It's a grand final preview. Um, now, I mean, they they could have booked it any other day. I mean, but we've got the grand final preview, so I'm a bit fucking filthy. I'm going to have to miss that. The bucks. Yeah, yeah, and then there's Brisbane Essendon as well. There's just fucking two big fixtures on that night, and uh, I don't think there'd be many impressed people there, Corey. Absolute classic games. Um, how'd you go this week, my friend? Um, well, what I fall about four points less than you, apparently. Mm-hmm. If uh, Twitter was anything to go by, um, I scored twenty one hundred flat, and I was at twenty one oh six. How are you going in the overall? Because you're, you're still flying. Yeah, dropped to five hundred. Not that I care. So thirty two hundred now overall. Um, 25 trades and um, yeah, well, I think I'm in pretty good position. I think I'm generating a honestly a shit ton of cash. Obviously, I had um Impy come in and I ended up uh, bringing in old mate Chappie as well for Kaczynski. So um, still holding that fucker Neil. Um, but he looked good again. He, he just played another half and um, he ended up with 27 touches. So maybe there's a bit of a turnaround to come and and hopefully not trading him will. Not fuck me over too much more. Yeah, you're going to crack it when he's eventually rested because it's not too far away, I don't think. <laughs> uh, playing Essendon could be this week. Um, yeah, I done the same. I doubt, doubt it, Impy, which fuck wasn't that great. Absolutely love life. And uh, Cosy to Chapman, too. So We do um, the same trades. Yeah, yep. Okay. It tends to happen when we talk to each other a little bit too much. Yeah, good moves. I mean, I don't even get to field Chapman for his 91. I've got, uh, obviously, the. Yeah, I've got Coxie's 97, so um, so I was a bit annoyed when Chappie went that high because I thought, gee, fair few people would be getting that number off him, and I was pretty sitting comfortably a few days before that when Coxie dropped that 97. Yep, the unicorn. Who, Coxie? Yeah, I think that's what his nickname's kind of floating around with at the, at the moment. The fuck was... Now, have I said who Chapman reminds me of? Mm, yeah, you've told me. Yeah, no, 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 well... I just want to know now. We'll see what the listeners think. Michael Johnson. 
Remember that old uh, number 37, really lanky, oh, had that weird kicking style where he dropped it with he two that, hands. He had that year of civic coach where he popped off. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, cut and copy, Corey. And it only occurred to me on the weekend because I've seen – I saw his debut game, obviously. He played against uh, the Blues the week before. But um, on the weekend, it was just like, nah, no way. This is Michael Johnson reincarnate. You reckon maybe Michael Johnson just chucked the jumper on and went out there? Well, he probably had to do a few reverse years on the age, I would have thought, and the hair's slightly different. But, gee, I, I thought there were a lot of similarities between the two. Didn't he have real bad knees, Michael Johnson? I think he missed a lot of football. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Chappie. I thought he looked great. Uh, that goal was just a consolation to top it off. and Nice little bit of scaling in the, in the end as well. So it was, uh, yeah, good move for those who bought Chapman in. I think it's uh, well worth out. And if you manage to piss off Dow, because, mate, what's going on? With that guy. We defended him more than anyone. Another 20. <laughs> you know, um, during the week, Corey, I revisited the 2017 draft, and this was more on the back of the fact that um, I'm a big advocate for Cam Rain as the most overrated number one pick since fucking... Well, we don't count uh, McCartan because of the injury issues there, but um, the guy before him, who, who was it? Um, GWS fella, Patton. Yep. And um, and I went through and redraft and, and had a look at the players that Carlton missed because they took him with pick number three. And fair dinkum, there is honestly, you people won't realise that's an actual super draft. Go have a look at 2017. There is genuinely 17 or 18 gun players in the first like 50 picks. Who went pick four? LDU. Oh, five. I don't even know. Well, you know, five was Chera. And at six was Stevenson. This is off the top of my head. I can't remember then who was seven, eight, nine. But like Aaron Norton was pick 10. Um, you know, players like Warple, Tim Kelly were floating around in this draft. <laughs> Corey, um, Sam Taylor, Charlie Ballard went, you know, obviously a bit later wow. Later on. There was uh, Oscar Allen. Um, you know, Andrew Brayshaw came out of this draft. Corey, there's a lot of talent. There was um, the two St. Kilda guys, Caulfield and Hunter Clark. Oh, that's right. And Carlton there's, absolutely nailed it with Paddy Dow. Yeah, Paddy Down, Lockie O'Brien. That's who they. That's who they got. The <laughs> fucking bunch, Corey. Uh, fuck me. Um, no, that is a genuine draft. That is a genuine draft. That one there. You don't. You don't realise until you revisit some of this stuff. I reckon a little bit later on. Yeah. Well, there you go. What do you do though? What do you do? Yeah, they're eighteen. Um, there's not much you can do. Well, that's right. Hey, um, but yeah, I mean, fuck knows. I mean, how can you not get your fucking hands on the pill? You know more times than, than eight in a game. And you know you know what you know what will happen and it surely it has to, but Matt Kennedy came on with about ten minutes to go, had four touches and more pressure acts than Paddy Dow. Sorry, he had four touches and more pressure acts than Paddy Dow had in his entire game. Paddy Dow only had the eight touches um for the game. And mate, uh, I know he sits you know, in the forward line a little bit, but his time on ground again was really about sixty seven percent Corey. You think he's probably due for a, a stint in the Magoos. Well, why is it so low? <sighs> Again, it's just the tank. I I don't know. I don't know. But you can't keep hanging this guy out to dry because there's that much frustration with him, I think, in, well, I mean, not that AFL clubs care about fantasy worlds, but I reckon even within the Carlton world, there's so much frustration with him that they genuinely are just like, well, fuck it. We'll just play him, fuck all. He's got a shit fucking role and, and all this kind of crap. And um, and we'll just keep getting him slammed. He's probably not yeah. even in the best 22 for, you know, 18. I think that's way too many. But, you know, probably 
13 nah, other clubs. No, nah, well, I would have thought of fucking all other clubs based on what we've seen at the moment. Surely North would give me a game. Well, they, they might, but fucking hell. And you know what they're doing? I mean, if he ends up walking out in this club, they're doing it, They're doing themselves no fucking favours by giving him a shit role and shit time on ground because they'll get fuck all for him. Uh, let's hope for the super coaches that stuck fat with him, he can turn the corner. Bumps, the rookies we've got this week, mate. We've got Luke Parks, negative 14 break-even defender, 102K. And obviously the main 102K man, Alec Waterman, um, who looks like he's 400 years old. Just small, small stocky little fella. He's a fucking unit, that guy. Negative 77 break-even. Um, and then we've got our one gamers in Jones... At 139k, 61 defender. Louis Young surprised me, 198k with the 80 on the weekend. Um, and then the Tigers boys. You having a look at anyone on the bubble this week? With the, especially Alec Waterman? Yeah, so Waterman is the only one I'm looking at um, this week, Corey. Um, purely based on the fact that, well, there's there's no one else. I mean, there's, no, there's literally no one else to pick up. Those names that you rattled off. I know Park's 102k, you know, defender. And I'll tell you what, he'll play games for Carlin, but... His role is not to touch the ball ever, I think. Um, competes like an absolute dog out there, but um, he, he's not an option. And the other guys, they're just too expensive to go out and select. So um, it's Waterman or nothing this week. And um, it's going to be one of those things, again, where, you know what? Oh, I was an advocate for this in the Patreon. You know, if people were tossing up, they could only they only wanted to get one of Chapman or, you know, potentially Jones in a couple of weeks, the, the bloke from Port Adelaide. You got to have a look at Jones because he played before you had to make the decision on Chapman. It's the same situation again this weekend. We're going to get a look at Finn McRae on debut, and so um, potentially. And I also missed. Sorry, just to touch on it, Bo McCreary too, the the oh. wise boy who had scored a fifty six and had the most pressure acts on the ground for Collingwood, which isn't really hard for Collingwood at the moment. Bonds, I reckon you could walk out and put the most pressure acts out there. I could put the most pressure acts on for the whole AFL competition. Corey, um, my pressure game real strong, but um. Again, just on that logic, uh, Finn McRae, we know, is going to debut against West Coast. So we'll get to have a look at him. And you know what? If he comes out 96 on debut, it, it might change our plans. You know, do we get Waterman or do we get another look at McRae next week and then go and get McRae and, and give these guys, you know, some of the ones we might be thinking about trading off prematurely, just a couple more weeks just to rise that little bit more? Same as your Bo McCreary too. You know, I, I know you kind of dismissed it a little bit there, but comes out and somehow does something. Again, well, he, he, does, won't, yeah. he, won't. he scores 140 with selecting him. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. It's You can pass on that Waterman. Because <laughs> realistically, I mean, I know you said that Waterman kicked four on Carlton in the preseason, but whoop de do that. they got Brisbane this week. Alec Waterman is a small forward. He's got to keep those pressure acts up as well and, 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 and whatnot. But, you know, he could be one of those players that scores 30 three weeks in a row. Um he well and, could, but then yeah. he wouldn't be doing... He'd probably still be outscoring Brockman at that point, Corey. Yeah, and probably still um, <laughs> Paddy Dow too. So I think, it's, I think it's a very situational trade. I mean, if it's there and you've got the luxury of going to it, then by all means, pull the trigger. But it's one that I'm not going to condemn people if their team's in a really good place and no one's ready to go. I mean, we were just talking about it before, Danaher off air. Like, I think a lot of people this week are going to try and go Danaher potentially down the Waterman for the cash. But what what do we say? Danaher's gone up, what, 50K, 40K or whatever it yep. was. Um, and has a very, very good game in Essendon this week that, you know, on paper looks looks really good. You know, the, the rematch, he's, he's up forward. Brisbane are kind of a little bit down at form. They're back home at the Gabba. Back at the Gabba. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a big one. And, and that's what I mean. I just think 
yeah, those kind of players, and I'm not, I'm not a really big advocate on trading players out when their break even is probably between forty to fifty five. That's one of those ones where I'm like, all right, what's the worst that's going to happen? Most players are probably going to go out there and put that up on the board. They don't lose cash. Their break even becomes worse next week. I can deal with it next week. Um, we do have to take what we're given, but I think at the moment there's a lot of pieces out there. There are a lot of rookies out there, so um, it's one that I could seriously miss this week. Yeah, he's premature. Um, yep. I think I'll, I'm more than likely going to miss it. It's just a matter of, I think for me, what you know, I've got to forecast my trades for the week after and whether or not, um, you know, I want to bring in that premier midfielder say the week after. And if I want to do that, then you know, go down to her a little bit early um, might not be a bad thing. Uh, you know, my waves, Corey. We have to speak about my waves as we do. <laughs> glad they're back. Uh, you're glad my waves are back. Weave after weave. Um, because, you know, this is just, you know, peak one in price. You know, you got to wait now, two, three weeks for Danaher to lose that 34 in his rolling average. Hopefully he's put together, you know, a few scores of 70 plus and hopefully one of them's a ton. And then once he loses that 34, his break even is just going to drop like, you know, a sack of spuds, Corey. So um, he's by all means, 281K is not the highest price he will be um, at, you know, this point in the season. If he was about 320 right now, I'd say, yeah, I'm more comfortable with that trade, Corey. Um, because I think he maxes at around 370. So I think he's 100K off where um, he could be. And I just, uh, at this point in time, it's probably not worth the trade. And I strongly agree with that as well. Hey, um, Braden Campbell is another one that's getting taken out of a lot of teams. And Matt Flynn as well. I don't know why Flynn would be. I, I can't see Mumford running too much more of the season. The bloke couldn't even run in the last quarter on the weekend. Um, albeit he had a very, very good three quarters before that. Um but Braden Campbell, he seems to be a, a whipping boy. He's got the 71 break even. Um, he's dropped definitely higher scores than that on the weekend. A player that they love with the ball in the hand and not afraid to take the game on either balls. Uh, are you looking at all at trading Campbell this week? No, 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 no chance. Look, I know that when you look at his 118 in the context of his season, Corey, that, that would be what you would call an outlier. Um, now, I'd call it an outlier, Corey, um, because his other scores are 56, 51, and 29. So I can understand maybe why people are doing it. But you look at the the, the actual amount of ball yeah. that he's, um, he's actually getting is actually quite significant. And he was 27 at quarter time. And then he continued to rack up that ball, but just wasn't using it great against the Bombers and only ended up with 51. That could have well and truly been another 80-point game, and, and people would not be considering this at all. The Richmond game, you know, score of 29. I think you can scratch that. There's another one of those Back things, here. one of those things now where I think, you know, if you if you think that, you know what, I'm just going to piss him off at this point, you'll be frustrated because he'll he'll make another 100. He'll make another close to 100, I reckon. Human factor. Um You've just got to wait for the because what what's happening at the moment because the 118 is the last game in his rolling average that's got the least amount of weight you know attributed to it. So this week, even if he comes out and drops like a 60, might lose five grand. His break even is actually going to be lower, I reckon, next week because the 29 will then get less weight because that's the third one then in the rolling. Then the 29 disappears the week after that. So even if he comes out and just goes 50, 60 the next two weeks, and he might only lose 5k in that time all of a sudden, is virtually the same price with a break-even of about 10 or 12. So Not I think it's so. stupid to get rid of him. The, the eye test, he's such an eye test player. I, I get it on paper, you see the break-even of 71, but there are not too many... You know, 19, 20-year-olds that go into the competition and look at taking the game on like he does. And it's with the ball use. And he backs himself. He backs his skills good on the left, good on the right. But he's not afraid of an indoor corridor kick. 
Now, that week that he scored 128, he was just pinpointing players left, right, and centre. And you can see that he's got that in his game and he's confident enough to do it. He will keep trying that. And there was one on the weekend where he got this kick and it was just picked off. And all I thought was if, man, that would have been a good kick. Like that, like an elite kick. And if I've got kids that are going to keep trying to do this, I'm going to give them a chance. That, that yeah. And the rolling average is the prime thing. Those 20s are coming out of that score. That oh, yeah. yeah, he'll be right. I mean, 258, you'll sell him, I reckon, 330 in an absolute minimum in, you know, it could be four or five weeks. And you know what? He's midfield forward, like, eligible. If you, I'm telling you now, Campbell will make so much more money than fucking Tyler Brockman would for between now and the next sort of six weeks. You know, Brockman is one you can fuck off because that's a forward pocket role that does absolutely nothing. Are you happy Campbell, to swap Brockman to Waterman? Fuck yeah. And yep. I'd be more happy to do McNeil or Scott from the Dogs to Waterman if you're that keen on Waterman, which, you know, is almost a waste of a trade for 30, 40K. Yep. Um, then get rid of Campbell because Campbell's got another 100 in him. But the the role of McNeil, Scott, Brockman, just the, the role that they have and the consistent fucking shit output that they've and scores they've put out, they show no potential to actually score big. Those, those blokes. So I get rid of someone who's got the potential to come out and just go, I reckon 80s in consecutive weeks and then bang, that, that's that's your ticket to another 100 grand. Like, um, don't be stupid and, and get rid of these guys. I know people want to upgrade early and all this kind of stuff, but, it, you know, particularly if you play for leagues, it's going to hurt you on the back end because yeah. you're going to be short cash at some point. Yeah, and Crozier coming back too for Scott this week, I'd assume as well, um, seeing that Crozier was ready to go, um, returning from injury. So, that's probably a like for like, or it could be McNeil, who knows? But yeah, I agree with that one. It's there are a couple of passengers. I think if you've got only got one of them, you're all right. If you've got two or three, you probably have to try and get more cash. Um, the good thing, like we said before, Collingwood play Friday night, so you get a look at a couple of the forward line options too. There, so that's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, good one. You ready for who am I? It's back. Oh, if it's back, then I have to be ready, don't yeah, I? Yeah, that's good. Sit down, note paper, get your pen. You know, your pen and paper ready, bombs. Get some notes going. Who am can I? I? Guess, can I guess before you do it? Because mm. I, find, I reckon that's fun. Yeah, but it's shit when you get it. Okay. Oh, okay, uh, have, have a guess. Is it Changkuth Jath? It's not Jath, but good All guess. Right. Um, so top five. Uh, sorry, who am I? I'm top five of my line. Yep, oh, I know who it is. Yep. Started the year with very low ownership. And well, can, I, can, I, can, we, can I take a guess after each pick? And I'm still below 5%. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Dan Houston. No. Okay. Uh, I have... Uh, oh, I think that's... I don't even know what I've written down there. Um, average a 5 to 1 kick to handball ratio. So he kicks... Okay, Jack Bowles. It is Jackie Bowes. Okay, yeah. He is absolutely on fire. Play for a bottom 10 side. It is a Jack Bowes. Mate, I bring his name up a couple of weeks ago. You laughed it off. He is touching the ball everywhere. He is on every single kick in. Are we now seriously considering that this guy could be that top 10, 6, whatever, as a defender throughout the season? Yeah, no, no, I'm more than happy now to say after four weeks of football that uh, that, that it's a big yes because you need to see that role kind of consistently, don't you, for, yeah. for a little bit anyway. Um, you know, because at the same time you're asking me about Jack Bowles, I was probably getting que- the same questions about fucking Zach Butters. You know you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, that's why you just need to wait that little bit extra. But, um, yeah, no, nah, 
the only concern I have with Bose or Bowles or whatever you want to call him, um, Corey, for the amount of times he touches it compared to the points he's fucking he's putting up, it's gee, points per touch isn't fucking incredibly high. Can that change? No, I'm going to say no. So is then the worry that if he's touching it, this this is probably the most he's going to touch it in a game. Is it almost like, all right, maybe avoid because if those touches go from 30 down to 25, 24? Yeah, I still think if it does that, though, you're still good enough to, for 90 kind of plus. I, th- I think he's in and around the mark, and it, it just depends because I would say most people would have started with four defenders, yeah. and it might just be a matter of, okay, who are the other two you're going to bring in? And it's it's Bells versus those other two. So for, for me in my team, I currently don't have Houston, Mills, and Short. So if I need to fill two positions, I'm probably not going to go Bowles because I'm probably going to feel more comfortable with Houston, Mills, and Short. Yeah. Is there, you know, that 50 grand difference not a bit of a luxury or is it? Nah, nah not at all. I mean, it's, it's literally 30 grand between Short and, and Bowles. And I'm going to call him Bowes. Bowles sounds like he's fucking got some problems in his gut there, a bit of IBS or something, Corey. Um, literally 40 grand between Mills and Bowes and, and 37 between Houston. I mean, that's fucking nothing to pay. With Dan Houston, are we... Uh, will we no, is still... it again? Was it just a, too, was it too early? We want to see too early and then we didn't look at in. it like just stupidly? I'm all in on him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's he's um his morals, I reckon. For top six or ten. Yeah, no nah, six. Yeah, you know his morals. What's he's, the role he, this year compared to last? Well, I just think he, he the ball ends up in his hand a lot more, does it not? Yeah, and I, and I've got a clearly. feeling it's a bit more wingish. Yeah. Um, and it could be just a little bit of factor of halfbacks, uh, man on the mark. Get the guys who can, you know, kick 60 meters because he virtually can kick 60 meters when he's got a little bit of run behind him. Um, just finding ball kind of consistently. The bloke still tackles. He's um of those kind of names I said there that I'm missing in my team. So you know, it could be Bose, Houston, Mills, and Short. I reckon Houston's the one that um that I like the most. Yep. Are either of these players? Form could this could be form orientated? Have we seen enough of the game now that it, we know it's not like? Could you comfortably say, okay, yeah, he's pop. You know, we've got 115 average from one in, you know, Jackie Bowes. Is the average from Houston? I think it's about 111 or something. Is it? Could it be form? Because Houston put out an 85 round one. You're not complaining about that, really. But could they just be a good form patch and they go out and they average 80 here on in? Yeah, or I mean, they would need to. They're both got yeah, just two. I think the role and look, put it this way. I, I'm not considering it form because when I watch it, it's not. It, to me, it doesn't look like a patch. To me, it just looks like this is a week to week thing. And the thing with Bose is the role, it's the kick ins, it's all that. Um, I'd love to see Gold Coast numbers on, on scoring chains. They start from their kick ins. And I suspect that might be why his numbers are so fucking low because they might not generate anything yeah. from fullback Bose. Score, score involvements, I think, was only an average of like, I think it was three or four a game. Hang on, let me get it back up. Who, which, from Bose? Yeah, which I think. Oh, that's is, shocking. Yeah, low for, you know, someone off that position compared to like a short. Um, oh, yeah. But short would also start and, and get a lot more ball. Short was interesting, actually, on the weekend. He was um, lining up on the wing with Basher back. Did you notice that? Yeah. 
he was lining up on a wing, and then what he would do was he'd almost sort of fold back into the Richmond defence after the centre clearance and all the rest of it. So he actually had a lot more ball, I reckon, higher up the ground and forward to centre than he than he typically would. And if that's the role he's going to play with Basher, he becomes a lot more appetising, I reckon, than what he was. You know, than when people got a bit you know overexcited when they saw the preseason fucking quick handball receives uh, rebound fifties in the um yeah in the preseason comp. Yeah, they love the ball in his hand too because he's so bloody, so bloody good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Bose is averaging four, sc- uh, five score involvements a game. That's shocking from someone yeah. that's touching the ball thirty times. That's one in six. That's yeah, that's poor. Uh, and his low score. So th- this is an interesting stat because I-, I brought it up before the game where he had he only had twenty four disposals, went at fifty eight percent. He's he still dropped to ninety five. Yeah, and that's why. So, so sometimes you can have more score involvement. Sometimes you can do more contested stuff. You can win more one on ones. That's the game of super coach. So sometimes you know just pure numbers don't correlate to you know, exactly you know what's going on in the game. That game might have been a little closer. You might have done things at more clutch times. Who knows? I think it helps that they've been a little bit more competitive as well. Yeah, it does. And he'll see a lot of the ball this weekend against the uh, the Dogs, that's for sure. But, yeah. you know, again, it's one of those things, you know, how can he sort of turn it? I, there's Look, I don't hate him. I'm not going to knock anyone for picking him. But I think there's better options. That's what I'm saying. Your midfielder boys, who are the ones that you want the most? Who I want to currently bring in? Yep. Yeah, so, I, I, well... It's fairly obvious. I don't have um, Oliver and Steele, so they're the they're the two, and then Zach Merritt. Uh, sorry, not Zach Merritt. Tom Mitchell, um, number three. Yeah, they're the they're the three I want. I, I'm, I know I'm going to end the year with Sam Walsh because I'm all talk when it comes to Sam Walsh. I <laughs> know, like I just I want him, I want him, I want him. But you know, how can you pick Sam Walsh over blokes like Jack Steele and Clayton Oliver when the price difference between them's well for Clayton Oliver anyway is like thirty, forty grand. Yeah, so you're saying you're not going to pick him, yeah. You won't have Walsh. Is that what you said? Oh, I don't think I'll have Walsh before I pick players like Steele and Oliver. Yeah. yeah, I think I'll pick them first, and Walsh will come when I round out my mids. Yeah, for me, it's definitely Jack Steele. Um, I'd say Titch at some stage as well. But Jack Steele, like, just watching that game was... You know, the thing with Jack Steele, so I was hesitant in the preseason. Remember, I said, um, we want to see what he does with Brad Crouch. Interestingly enough, his two scores with Brad Crouch in the team have been his two highest of the year in the last yeah. four so um, that's all That's all positive signs because I wasn't willing to take the risk because I didn't know what was going to happen there. But it's it's good for people that started with him, obviously, because it hasn't affected him. Um, and, yeah, I think people can be comfortable now being like, yeah, let's go get Jack Steele. It almost opened up Jack because Jack Steele's a good ball user. And I think that's what it's done. It's just he doesn't have to just be the only player in the team getting the ball. He can't mm. play that inside from midfield, but he can't play on the outside. Jack McRae. You know, the real, real good players can do it, and I think Jack Steele's one of them. Yeah, I don't think he's um, as classy as Jack McRae, but no I understand. Jack McRae. I understand what you're saying. Actually, Josh Dunkley's classy as Jack McRae. <laughs> that guy's a fucking jet. Essendon again. How? How? Fucking they probably would have beaten Brisbane this week, but they, Corey, they did get Cox. Yeah, but they would have had another pick there that they would have used for Cox because I spoke to the Doggies boys and they said, nah, we would have passed on Cox. Like, you know, we don't need a player like that. So right now, Essendon could have had Cox <laughs> and Josh true. They Josh probably Dunkley. actually would not have picked a two-meter guy. And not shitty fucking Archie Perkins, who's a toss bag. Although they might have. No, they might have picked the other one. Wasn't Reed? Is Reed the defender? They nah, Reed would have gone to the Doggies. Sorry. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. They might have picked Reed, yeah, because so he was the defender. They would have had Fix big, up that key post. They would have had big cocks 
and Josh Dunkley and probably winning the flag. <laughs> and then all they would, literally all they would have sacrificed is Perkins, who looks like a fucking dog out there. Fucking flying. Hey, up the shit. bombers. Up the hey, bombers. Yeah, shit. They'll, um, they'll beat Brisbane this week. Brisbane's fucking useless, Corey. I don't think they'll beat Brisbane. I'm telling you. Same game multi, just put fucking... It's an absolute moral for Danaher to kick four this week. Yeah, he can kick four in a losing team. He's done that yeah. before. But he probably won't. He's done that plenty of times in his life. He's used to it. <laughs> Touche. You reckon handshakes for Danaher? Um, yeah, fuck. Going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. I would love to see everyone just fucking snob him off. It won't happen, though. People too nice these days. Yeah. Real nice. What would what would the Express do if you went out there and oh, was it up with Danaher? Corey, if if I was out there and Danaher was and you know a flog like that had departed my team, he wouldn't. He would. You know, you, you ever watch the show Bounce, Corey? And yep. uh, they, you know, the Danny Frawley segment, and then everyone just goes bang. I'd make sure you get a few ear massages, that cockhead, Corey. And uh, <laughs> if I got rubbed out for a few weeks, it wouldn't bother me as long as Ed was split open. I've got one for you. Right, close gate. Yep. Danaher's just snagged his fourth. <laughs> Yeah, three yeah. minutes to go in the final quarter. Yeah. Just put Brisbane up by three points. Yeah. Does he get the finger twirl out? Oh, 100%. And he might even do a jumper tug. <laughs> you, know, you see his first game, and I know we're going way off topic. His first game for Brisbane, I think his first goal, he fucking, when he kicked the goal, he fucking pulled his jumper. Do you know how much that fucking shat me when he done that? Fuck, I love if it he so doesn't, much. If he doesn't pull the jumper, I'll be disappointed. And I can guarantee you, just to fucking annoy every Essendon sport out there, he won't kick a behind this weekend. And sports bet need a market for that. I bet <laughs> he, he might kick a few out in the full. I guarantee you, any straight. scores, yeah, no, no, any scores he has will just be fucking goals. Three round low votes. Get us a market because it'll market. happen. Yes, the only great. game you'll kick straight will be against them. You ready for some questions? Hit me up. Uh, Harrison Lowe, ninety-eight. Bomfer, is it time to forget about us putting? Sorry, is it time to forget about putting our briskets out for Tex and start putting our cocks out for Nick? Oh fucking yeah! Well, <laughs> pretty much my balls were out last week, weren't they, Corey? And now my dick's out for cocks. That's for sure. Back to back. Was he at nineties? Was it nineties yeah. back to back? Yep. Ninety-seven this week too, like which me. was which was unders. And do you remember like? Um, in the week two, I was contemplating switching him, but yeah. there was like no one else to fucking trade to. Um, no, no, I like that one. But your briskets should probably still be out. And if our cocks are out, just make sure that brisket's still nice and tender. And maybe even just fucking drill a little hole like you would in your cantaloupe there back at home, Corey, and just fucking maybe then stick your fucking so Nicholas Cox in there. Get your, get, get your nick in your, in your tech, eh? <laughs> get your um, uh, are either of you convinced Jack Bowes will finish as a top eight defender this year? I didn't even uh, see that before I brought that up. Yeah, that's all right. I think we've yeah we've sort of touched on uh, touched on that conversation. Yeah, I'm a big Jack Rose fan. The Garb. Who are your first upgrade targets in each line? I think we kind of touched on that. What about up forward, mate? Oh, danger because I traded him out. So, um, but right, forward okay. one's one I'm not worried about at all because like I've got Dusty Dunkley and my forwards are fucking Tech Zeeble, Impy, and Warner who are just fucking smashing it. So yeah. I'm not looking for a you know, forward line play anytime soon, but um, obviously Danger's the one I don't have. Zeeble and Imbi could easily finish fucking top six anyway. <laughs> I, I would not feel comfortable with their bodies. Good news in Luke McDonald. Well, good news for Zeeble anyway. Luke McDonald out for 10, 12 weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, not great news for the McDonald family. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I already have Dangerfield, so I held. So I was having a bit of a brag to you before. 
2-0 and in my main league that I care about, and I've had Dangerfield on the point, so kiss on the dick there, that's for sure. Um, I don't really have a forward that I've actually... Oh, Rowan Marshall's one that interested me. Didn't he get hurt again? Uh, he's still returned to the field. I don't think he's going to miss this week's game. Yeah, okay, good. So that's all right. Um, let's hope that Rowan Marshall can get that solo ruck back or, or just spend some minutes. He, he's got him in the, the bookmark section at the moment. Um, my midfield. My midfield is since Fife's already missed his game, I should probably put Fife on the radar now as well. Oof, he's good. What a game and that could have been too. Was you like. want to? How wanna fucking good week? was it that he just went, he didn't go near the forward line? He kicked six points for the game. Oh no! And they were all from the fucking guts. Um, I'll tell you now. Uh, just pencil him in for same game multi anytime goal scorer. But um, you'll get value on five for first goal this week because everyone will be unloading on text probably at $6.50. But um, he'll be all right this week. Uh, five here, I reckon, first goal. Sneaky chance there. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Marty Beveridge. Forwards, forwards looking dicey line this year. After four rounds, can you call the top six? Yeah, fuck yeah, easy. Um, text number one. Um, that's, that's obviously a joke. Well, it's Dunkley, Danger, um, Dusty. I think those three are just like fucking absolute shoo-ins. You know, the one I'm getting real fucking excited about, Corey, and there's just no way I'm ever going to do it, but I reckon Toby Green actually ends up finishing top six. He's fucking being good, eh? Yeah, he being good. Um, the one that is disrespected, I reckon, a little bit has been, um, uh, fuck, what's his disrespect? Can't even remember the, the flog's name. I reckon Zorko's actually had a pretty good start to the year. That's his name there. Zorko's yeah, I'm not a... loving the role, though. Yeah, but I think he's been fairly decent, though. Mm. I actually don't mind it. Like, it, it's it's pretty hard. Then you look at, you know, players like fucking Sidebottom, who's just, you know, he had a million of the pill, but, um, you know, not producing... Yeah. You know, sort of high scores, and I did say he's 109. Corey, fuck me, that was that was over his last year. But you talk about radar players. You know, Sidebottom's already 530k, yeah. break 180. It's fucking nice. Yeah, you know, literally, I'll be doing at some point text to Sidebottom and banking 100 money. grand. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, that, that's what's going to happen. You that at the start of the season. You know, the fucking downhill skier too. He's had a pretty good start in Chad Wingard. He's had a bit of ball as well, so he can yeah, fuck off. But I hate that. That's guy. never going to fucking maintain, isn't it? So they're probably my six, I reckon, at the moment. So who do I say? Zorko, Danger, Dunkley, um, Dusty, Toby Green, and Sidebottom. They're what about Zach Butters when he's back? No. You don't like the role? I don't like the consistency of him. So, I mean, he was on a hundred and fucking four at half time and then, you know, done fuck all after that. But then you have a look at, you know, it was 55 kind of the week before. The role's a good player, but it's consistency from him. I, I'd almost just rather, you know, my flat 90 to 100 kind of guy. But also he's not an option, Corey. He's fucking syndesmosis, minimum eight-week injury, and there's no guarantee you come back any good. Yeah, and I think with a player like that too, they're not going to overly risk it either, are they? No, I'm going nowhere near it. So I think the one that's jumped out for me has probably been Toby Green. But you know what? Like, if we get another six weeks and Jack Zebel is still averaging fucking 110, then Jack Zebel's just top six. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's. I think Jack Zebel will be top six. Yeah, and it's the same same deal with Impy. Like, these guys want to continue to average 100 plus. There's, there's no trade in them. Yeah. Yeah, you just go as long as you can. That's right. Yeah. 
Look, I think the threes, yeah. I, I'm pretty confident that when Marshall's fully fit and ready to go, that he goes in there as well too. Yeah, look, Marshall would be an interesting one. Um, I, I don't think... I mean, 50 on the weekend wasn't brilliant, but I know he came back from when he was off for a period of time injured. Um, his marking around the ground was actually really good, I thought, in that game as well. Um, he's going to offer something, and, and he's a ruckman, so naturally he's going to, you know, should be able to score 90 to 100. And again, he's going to be pretty cheap like side bottom. So, you know, people want to offload these Campbells and Danahers early, but you know what people could be doing, Corey, is if they hold them through this little period here where at an absolute minimum they're going to maintain their price but they should eventually lose those shit scores and then rise a little bit more. You're paying fuck all to switch these guys to players like Sidebottom and Marshall. Yeah, but you're and, and, like yeah players that are, you're probably going to pick in the 400s. Yeah, yeah. And and they're going to be three to 350 kind of. So it's going to cost you 100 grand to upgrade this. And guys. the funny thing is, too, if you trade smart like that, and I, and I get. I get the theory of the overall hunters. I understand if you're hunting overall and you're hunting total points, you know you can't. Sometimes you can't wait for that shit to happen. I get that. But for people who want to win leagues, by waiting for that to fall to you, if you let, if you pay hundred k for Marshall and you pay hundred k for Sidebottom, well, what that means at the end of the year with the cash generation we're happening that's happening, there is a very very good chance we could get to a stage where it is a lot easier than years past to get an F7 or a D7. Like Even an if actual... it's just a name. Correct. Yeah. And then have that loot. I mean, yeah. imagine how good it would be going to a week and having, you know, Toby Green, Marshall, and Impy or Zeebel or, or, or whatever that. And, you Even know, you one. get the look at one. Doesn't work. Like, play one or the other. Like, imagine running that week to week. Oh, where do you sit on Toby? Green. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he's four to probably ten. I wouldn't even put him that low yeah. in terms of the, the one good thing about Toby Green too, and this is what I like, is I, I no, I wasn't talking to you about it. I was talking to someone about it the other day. I was I, yeah, I was talking to um Neto who runs the thing. He should be their captain because as an on-field leader, the, his leadership is incredible. And I know he's had a lot of problems. He gets white line fever and, and whatnot. But like that game on the weekend, it was just come with me, just come with me and let me win you this game. You know he was fucking incredible around the ball. He was demanding the ball. He was getting. It was like he was a you know. It's like he was fucking Tex Walker out there. And, well, in all fairness, Collingwood. Yeah, okay. Sorry, he wasn't. He wasn't as good as the brisket. But you know, it was like he was a Nick Cox with the leadership he was showing. Um, <laughs> but. Like, and I think the uh, honestly, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be minimum ninety five on, on oh, the year. minimum. And you know what? There's not and that's much from else here on. Out. In. That's not yeah. from one hundred and four. You know, Toby, um, uh, by is by round round twelve, and then sus fixtures coming out of round twelve: North, Carlton, Hawthorne, Melbourne, Gold Coast, Sydney, Essendon. Mm. They're nice. That's a fucking six, seven weeks. He's not a one-trick pony either. He's not just a forward. See, like you saw by average, and you have a look at the name above him, it's Jake Stringer. Jake Stringer has to kick goals and score points. Toby no, no I, th- I think Toby Green's like fucking chewing at this point, to be honest. And I reckon like 490 is as low as we're going to see him for the year. And if you're comfortable with... Um, his sort of games played for the rest of the year, then that's someone that I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, um, I think I will take the punt on him. Um, I don't know how 
quickly. I don't think it will be quickly. I think it'll be after his round 12 when I've seen a lot more. But fuck, like, I think at the moment that he's, pro- he's a fucking bargain. Someone that loves the fact that the man on the mark can't move as well. And it's not oh. the runner. It's when he's having shots at goals. He's always loved that kind of like natural arc. And he he, he was smart on the weekend. He used it to, to perfection. He got himself an extra five metres to have a shot at goal every time. I just... I'm, I'm fla- flagging this one early. And I just reckon if people want to go balls out and fucking take on someone like fucking Bose in the back line, I reckon Green's a better option in the forward line. Yeah, I, I don't mind waiting either. Like, uh, like we're really talking him up. I don't, I don't mind the hold because this could be one in four weeks. So we look back and be like, oh yeah, fuck, we we really ripped his ass, didn't we? Lucky we missed that. Oh, it's okay. I'm I'm happy to you know call you know, you know call it what it is, Corey. Space, that's how I'm fucking feeling him at the moment, and um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm not going this early. I reckon if I pull it, it's going to be after his buy, but. We'll see what happens. Maybe after you pull your cocks, you could grab me. <laughs> Let's hopefully, hopefully it's not too limpy, Corey. <laughs> hey, Captain Pugwash, does Flynn and Highmore get their spots back? Uh, Flynn managed, so I would assume he just comes straight back in. Yep. Um, Highmore, if he's not coming in off a of belt in, I don't think he's coming back in after they came back from fucking 40 points down at half time no. or during the third quarter. Yeah. So I think Highmore's out, not coming back, but Flynn should. Highmore didn't even wasn't even named emergency or no? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that much into their yeah. team. Um, I think Flynn has to come back. And it's it's a weird thing to say, but I watched that game and it, it, Mummy manhandled Grundy again. Like he was like around the ground. He was so much better than Grundy early. But in all fairness, Mummy's tank was gone. After three quarter time, that was it. He couldn't run. He went to the centre bounce, he jumped, and then that was it. He was fucked. And I don't think you can afford that against good teams when you want to be competing. And whether they only play one Ruckman um, or whether they play the two this weekend, I don't know. Or maybe they give Mumford one more game. Flynn will be back within the next two to three weeks, if not this week. It would not surprise me if he's just fucking straight back in, and even if he, even if they play him and Mummy in yeah. the same team, um, which has to happen. But then again, like fucking, it's going to hurt his price rise because they're not going to sit Mummy in a forward line because Flynn's a lot more mobile. We know that, so yeah. I, I, I do just think he comes straight back in. Have to, have to. Um, Frothy forty one, Campbell break even of seventy one worth holding or downgrade a Waterman. Either him or Danaher again, like we said. For all, I'm holding both. Oh yeah, I won't be moving either one of those two for Waterman. I don't think. Uh, your hey, bomb for Soras and Corsa. <laughs> Tough <laughs> round for everyone, but at least no major injuries for his team. Anyway, is it time to double down the underperforming rookies and load up on cash, or one downgrade and try and fix a crap mid price? I, again, Danaher loving the pot and chat and Discord with all the guys. The squad's good. Yort, Yort gets involved a lot. I'm a big fan of Yort, mainly because he's probably one of the only people that fucking loves me. So, um, nah, Yort, you don't move Danaher, I don't think. I don't think you do either. Yeah. It's very pretty. This is an overreaction. It is. It is. It's, And you know what else it is? It's where, okay, last year we were given more trades. This year we're kind of in that bubble. We've had, we've had to trade earlier to fix. And I think there's a lot of people now that are just looking to continue trading. You can make your team better sometimes by not trading. As weird as that fucking sounds. Because yeah. you can fix a one-week problem 
but does that help you in four or five weeks? And I think that's what you have to look at. Um, I, I can guarantee you, if Danaher comes out, kicks four, they win the match, and he drops 90 to 100, you are going to be fucking kicking yourself. Well, you know when you've got a leaky tap, Corey, you can yeah. you can put a sponge on it, yeah? But if the tap continues to leak, the sponge will eventually you know, stop working, won't it, in terms of absorbing the water? Yep. So you can do all these little fucking bullshit things to cover up your, your tiny little fucking issue you got with your tap, Corey. But let's think a little bit long-term here. Let's let's get to the fucking root of the problem here, Corey. And what are you doing? What are you doing, all right? Well, I'll get under the sink, Corey, and I'll fucking <laughs> get my spanners out, and I'll fucking... I'll do what I need to do. So you, you're trading out Danaher this week. Yeah, let's play a hypothetical game, Bob. You're trading out Danaher this week. You're trading him to Waterman. Do you think Waterman is outscoring Danaher this week? Uh, no. Yep. Not for this week. Do you think, all right, well, one of my bench players comes on. Do you think Rowe is outscoring Danaher this week? No. Yeah. And that's, that. they're the situation. So how is well, your team well, getting that much better? You know, to be fair, I mean, Danaher's probably going to score the least out of all of them, but yeah, you'd probably. feel most comfortable with Danaher <laughs> yeah. in the field, would you not? 100%. Especially this week. And I think it's, you know, look, it's either trade now or it's trade in five weeks. That's the reality people sort of need to get in their head. But maybe we've opened up their eyes to think, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be Danaher to Waterman. Maybe it can be Danaher to side bottom in three weeks, Corey. You know, maybe, maybe we've opened up a few avenues for people there. Is sidebottom injured? Because I fucking swear the other day that fucking wanker Dizzer said fucking sidebottom's injured. Went in for went in for scans was fine. Yeah, okay. Yep. So he's not injured. No. I don't wait. Don't know why. He so he's playing injured. this week. Yep. I fucking yeah. let me let me just hold on a minute. Let me get fucking side. They've got fucking no one. They've just lost fucking um that dickhead fucking Taylor that I've got in draft fucking Taylor Adams, Corey. Have you seen um, the injury yet? Have you seen how that happened? Yeah, Grundy, the fucking moron. Oh, oh, fuck. That was the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It's actually so grand, break even 180. Fuck me dead. Sidebottom's legit 450k yeah. in two weeks. It's going to be handy. But then again, I'm, imagine he goes 50-50. You're fucking not even touching him. I probably don't even want him at yeah. that point. Yeah, that is true. But... Uh, yeah. And, uh, who would you rather on field? Steel Sidebottom or Joe Dano? Yeah, Sidebottom. Every or day side of Sidebottom or fucking Waterman. There's Sidebottom. And the funny thing yeah. is, is Sidebottom is touching the ball. Sidebottom fucking does this. I told you in the preseason. Because remember, you were all out and there were yeah. a lot of people out there who wanted yeah. to start him. I said there'll be fucking games where he'll score low and he'll get him fucking cheap. Yeah, you did. He's you coming. Did. He's coming cheap, Sidebottom. Ah, uh, Whitwasher. Hey, boys, went down to green last week, which got him a couple of league wins. There you go. Toby. Boy. He I got f- Toby. Yeah, yeah, Toby. Good on you. Yeah, yeah, he would have paid about 50 for him last week. Yeah. That's a great trade. I have uh, Caleb Daniel in my side, Chapman as bench. Should he go Campbell to Waterman, putting Rowe on the field, then go Daniel to Ridley? Or Fullerton to Waterman, have Chapman playing Daniel bench for one game? Um, also, would you trade in Ridley or Lloyd this week? I'm going to need to read this again. So he went. Um, so he's got Daniel on his team. So he really wants to work out if he's trading Daniel or holding Daniel. Oh, I think you so, hold Daniel. So his scenario is Fullerton to Waterman, which is a great trade because that means he doesn't need to trade Campbell to Waterman, right? Fullerton's still playing, though. Corey. <laughs> Just fucking Just Corey. Just slow, man. Just slow, man. Um, and then just Chapman on for Daniel. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind just Chapman on to Daniel. You get your Waterman. You, you know, you kind of saved your, your trades. But Here's um, the next question I think you'd ask yourself, though. Is, Chap- is, is Daniel top six? 
Well, top ten for for me. You know, in um, did I even have in my top ten? Uh, I don't even I don't know. know. Just I fucking did. took the piss out of fucking shit fucking podcast with those fucking other idiot morons, Corey. Anyway, there's um the thing with Daniel is you need to ask yourself if he is a top eight player, right? For you in that position, don't fucking trade him. What are you going to trade him for? Who cares? All right, he's going to lose money. But if he's still top of the position, you actually haven't lost any fucking dollars. And if you thought he was, if you thought he was top from round one, and there's no injury, yeah, he could definitely be top. You don't need him to be top from round one anymore. You've already got those scores. You need him to be top top from round five to twenty two now. Yeah. So the thing people are frustrated with is obviously the nineteen, but I reckon owners two weeks ago were pretty pissed off about the fucking sixty six that he put out there as well. Yeah. And now they're copping the donut while well, they're copping, you know, sort of Chapman on field. Yeah. So um, if you think he's top eight, and for me, I don't think he is, um, but if you think he is, you keep. If you don't think he's a long-term keeper, then you fuck him off. And so this guy here wants to get Ridley or Lloyd was his options. And um, if your option's Ridley or Lloyd, you get Ridley because Lloyd's got a 151 break even and um, Ridley's his 88. And Ridley is the most favourable Kick tape like like Essendon are that shit. No one else. The ball highest average in defender. Lloyd is um on the way down. Yeah. Glenny C is Brayshaw of the Freo variety a must trade now with scores of sixty six and forty eight. Yes. Yeah, I don't think you should have picked. Why did you even have him? He shouldn't have started him. And he I don't think he started him. I think he probably would have got sucked in. Maybe you're going to trade him in round three. Danger field. Yep. Or five or something. Like that was that. dumb. Yeah, and that's it. You've just wasted two trades and you have to do it. Because he's not getting anywhere near that top. Yep. And tagged the last two weeks. So, you know, what's their what's their fixture like, Freo? Um, fucking, I don't have a Freo player on my team, so I can't get quick access to that. Oh, yeah, I do have Chapman. Okay, let's have a look at it quickly here, Freo. So let's see if the, the, you know, there's any sort of tag is potentially um, going to come his way. So Adelaide, no, nah, he's going to fucking run free. North, no. West Coast, no. Brisbane, no. Essendon, no. Fuck. Like, I, I, and then Sydney, Port Adelaide, Bulldogs. Look, I actually, he's going to be better. He's going to be better. And I wonder if you've got more pressing issues um, to potentially fix than Brayshaw. Um, I think it's a big I problem, though. I think if, it, if another sub-90 score comes this week, it's your tap's gashing. There's water everywhere. Yeah, that's uh, touche, touche, but it's fucking Adelaide. Like, <laughs> it's Adelaide, Corey. Like, he scored 144 in Adelaide last year. Yeah, well, run it. Hold it and run it. Oh, it's, it's almost like one of those things that I know that... I know he's leaking money... But I just feel the tags at some point will stop. His form will turn around and he'll make the money back as well as getting you a few points. And then it's almost like when he's back up to 550, you know, keep upgrading your team around him because the name Brayshaw is a lot better than fucking fielding a James Jordan, for instance. Mm. So keep upgrading your team around him. Wait for him just to, you know, eventually accumulate his money back and then fuck him off. That's probably hey, what I feel. I'll is tell you what. Better approach. This is one of those names that could next year be like one of those ones here. Like, all right, the the you know we thought his year was two years ago. It wasn't. We thought his year was last year. It wasn't. Fuck, is this his year? Who the fuck thought Andrew Brayshaw's year was this year? 
don't know. Dickheads had him last year. Yeah. Uh, Big Dick Millsy, any hope Dow turns it around or just show him the door? Um, yeah, fuck. Dow to Warnerman makes so much sense to me this week if you've still got it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's logical. He's actually lost. No, he's made eight grand on the year, Corey. Um, so he's been a good cash cow for us. Um, but just fuck me, the time on ground. Like, how do you... And it's just consistently that same time on ground. It, I, I actually think he's out of the team this week, Corey. And I know I spoke last week that yep. Teague yep. fucking loves him and that he's not going anywhere. But um, but again, like... They it can't won't. keep happening. Games, games like, like no effort. No effort can't keep happening. And he fucking corrals. He doesn't tackle. Like, he just... He stands off two metres with his hands out to the side. He's a fucking ballerina, Corey. Fuck off. Elegant ballerina. Jada, is it too late to jump on the CJ train? Can he be Ridley of last year? I told you we're going to get this every week. Or a way... A better way of paying up getting... Or, or is it a better way of paying up getting Short and Stewart? Or even Bose type, who we think will be top six, currently have Ridley, Lloyd and Laird. It's way too to late go... to jump on the CJ train. Nah, nah, he's still sub 400. So, you know, I Riddles... Too late. I, I paid 410 for Riddles last year. So if you're getting CJ, you're not bringing him in to make money. You're getting him in to be a top six or a top 10. Do you think it can? Do you think he's there? I, I think um, I think there are safer options, but yeah. I'm, I'm not discounting um, his ability. The only thing that makes me worry, the only thing that makes me worry is that... When I'm looking and when we are talking about a lot of these top six players, they're players that they look to get ball in hand. So they look, they are, that's your impy type for Hawthorne. They, no, I think CJ more important than impy. I think they look, look for impy. They... A lot of CJ points are through CJ. Intercept marks, ball off Intercept the ground. Possession. Yeah, correct. There are a lot but of CJ earned points. Whereas a lot of Impey's points are the balls given to him, so and, and I and I get it, but a lot of those players, I, I, I just think they're just going to be that step below. You cannot take away CJ's form at the moment. He's incredible. He's arguably one of the most informed players in the competition. Do mm. I think he can sustain that over the whole season? Probably not. Yeah, we. You, I mean, and I fucking love him, man. I love him. And again, it's no different to the conversation we had with Ridley last year. So if you genuinely are watching this man and you genuinely think that he is the Hawthorne man down back, by all means, go for it. But I don't think he's going to emulate. And I said this, there are going to be a lot of people that want to bring him in because of Ridley last year. I'm not... I don't think as opposed to it as you. I, th- I think this is the absolute... La- if you're going to do it, this is the absolute last week. You don't want him to pay more than 450 Like He's still sub 400 so... Unless we watch 100-100-100-100 in the next four weeks and you have to go get him. Yeah, which is what happened with Ridley. And, and I'll eat humble pie. You, you know what concerns me is that when we get these questions, it's like, you know, can he be the Ridley of last year? Well, wh- why can't he just be the fucking Jeff of I 2021? Think they, just, they think they just refer to more of a super coach point. I don't think they actually refer to the Player. But but no no no. But, but what I'm getting at is every year. That's that's right? an easy reference point, isn't it? Well, but, makes the conversation a lot easier for us. But then it, I don't know. I just think it's stupid. It's a stupid reference to make. You know, can he be the person of you know this person of this year? Like, yeah. Anyway, I'm. I digress, Corey. You're rambling. What, what do you, where do you think CJ finishes season's end? 
And you can um, bracket it. I don't want an exact answer. You can bracket it. In terms of an average? Yeah. Or in terms of, of, you know, top of position, you know, oh, 10 to 20, 20 to 30. Yeah, he'd be 8 to 12, I reckon. Yeah, see, I don't have him that high. Gee, you've got a lot of fucking faith in a lot of other defenders. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think he's more of 15 to probably 20. That's low. Well, it definitely could be. But at 300,000, if you were telling me two weeks ago that you had him 8 to 12, I'd say, how can you not pick him? Yeah, but two, three weeks ago, I didn't even have him remotely in yeah. near it. I and nearly picked, him over, I nearly the, picked the, him over Impey the this week. The scores are fantastic. The scores are great. Either. It's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, oh, Look, he's a chance. Um, not something I'm going to bet on, though. Yeah. Fucking love him as a footballer. Actually love him. Close to my favourite Hawthorne player at the moment. He's fucking so good. Are you going to get a cardboard cutout? I think I might. Have to. I was going to get one of Tom Phillips, but he's a fucking dog. <laughs> I just don't understand how you can touch the ball that many times and just not score any points and just be so boring. Especially with the fucking Brunswick Street haircut he's fucking got. You're pretty shit, but Oh, it's a fucking terrible haircut. Just, like, put 110 on the board for me, and I can just, I can include you in the circle. Like, he's like the loser kid that's just standing on the outside of the circle waiting to come in. <laughs> Fucking do something, and I'll let you in. Oh, Captain Pugwash, when are Bonson Corey, maybe Brett and Dizzer going to set up a call and do a live game for the Patreons to tune into? Fuck, that'd be funny. Um, By call, I mean, you can just jump on the fucking... In the Patreon, you can just jump on the live chat. So if he's after something, I will um, commit to Friday night's game, West Coast v Collingwood. I will be in the Patreon then from 8 o'clock until game's end. And um, if you don't think you'll be present, Corey. and oh, I won't um, be there. Dizzy might be half a chance because fucking he's got no life. So um, And we'll see who, uh, who else we can kind of re- recruit in from the admin team. But um, we'll see you there. Was that Pugwash? Yep. I'll see you there, Pugwash, and any other Discord members that just want to watch the game sort of live together. Oscar Funder Pistorius, who goes, who stays? <laughs> Hopefully fucking Funder Pistorius goes and fucking we can just keep kicking on, Corey. Yep, any police out there, I know the Funder's trying to source a fake ID so he can get out this weekend too, so <laughs> just come which to we come Which to we do not. We do not promote that in any yeah. sort of matter. Told him about, I've told him about 700 times. One, he's not allowed to come to Elite's Night. Two, he wasn't invited to Elite's Night. <laughs> We're going to be more clearer with him. Yeah, fuck it. Fun he's, he's even, uh, we're not going to get into that, Corey. He's a good man, Fun He's a good man. Um, hot shame. Hey, sluts. <laughs> what do we do with Josh Kelly? Got the money to train him to either Steele or Oliver. Likely Steele. Playing for overall, ranked 678 and have 318k in the bank after trading Campbell to Waterman. Smart thing to do with likely to go Danaher to Dusty, but Dusty 146, and I think I'll be able to get him next week, even with all the GWS injuries. Kelly still isn't lining up in the centre. He makes a fair point, but have you seen Kelly's scores? Yeah, I don't trade Josh Kelly. Yeah, and, and that's what I want to get at here. Uh, have you seen his scores, Corey? No, nah, I haven't even looked at him. 98, 90, 190. So, Guy nothing brilliant. Like 90. They're not bad but scores. He's actually not shit, though. Like, he's literally averaging nine points less than Zach Merritt. So, over four weeks, you've lost 36 points on Zach Merritt. Like, and if you had Zach Merritt, you're not even remotely contemplating trading him. And so, it's funny because he could go 140, 140, and his average is like 110. Yeah, so st- but look, keep in mind this guy's um, you know playing for overall. But I sometimes think yes, okay, you can go Josh Kelly to Jack Steele, and that might net you forty points this week. But if you that use that three hundred, if you use that three hundred grand 
to do another trade, you can probably net more than 40 points and you've still got Josh Kelly in your team who could potentially just go like 170. So you're, you're, you're ranked like top 700 with Josh Kelly in your team who's probably unique against the other top 700 teams, which I don't mind. Don't forget, like, with Josh Kelly, this is a player who's capable of scoring 200. Yeah, I'm not fucking trading him. It's fucking insane. And look, to be fair, like, he was stupid enough to start him. Like, after four weeks, he hasn't dropped below 90. You want to get rid of him? Yeah. No, not at all. He was probably just expecting there'd be at least a couple fucking 110s in, in those scores. But it's not below 90. Like, it's, it's not panic stations at this point. But I get, I get the, um, I get the lure of it all. I'd just rather, you know, use your money elsewhere. You know, so if you got three fifty fucking in the bank, um, all right, get get a double upgrade next week potentially. Yeah, I mean, and it can be one step forward, two steps back, even in the overall battle. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you don't do your upgrades this week, but then you smash them out sort of next week, and you know, you're hanging on to cash and, and all that kind of stuff. It puts you an advantage there. You might have a rookie, you know, somewhere fucking here who, you know, you might just get kissed on the dick a bit. Who knows? But, I mean, Josh Kelly against Sydney. Well, I don't know, man. Come on. I'm not trading it. Yeah, Josh Kelly, doesn't he normally historically perform pretty well against Sydney too? So we'd have to um, we'd have to bring that up. But I imagine uh, what Shame's... Um, counter argument would be is that if he's performed well against Sydney in previously or even for that matter Corey if he scored 200 against them previously or 200 against whatever other team he had a whole different role than what he's currently got so his average against the Swans over his career is 86 which isn't too flash but his last two against them 119 116 I, yeah I just I don't think he moved Kelly there's, there's got to be other. at the end of the day he's you know, he might lose 50 to 100 grand at the season's end. You fix it up, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd fucking ride it. Um, Ando James, is Guthrie the real deal? And is this the week to get him? Could go no. bang against North. Form player. Form player. Oh, you talk about form. Someone that I didn't think um, probably even has the ability to do this because his scores are so fucking nice. But um, I'm not fucking going anywhere near him. Like, he's over 600 grand, Corey. Yeah. For a fucking guy called Cam Guthrie, you just wait. It's one of those ones that you probably what are you going to pay six fifty tops. That's that's probably could, could could he go bang against North and oh fuck me and oh my god the garb are Crips and Taranto still holds for now. I can't even consider how see how anyone would consider trading Taranto. You see the dream team to super coach conversion for Taranto on the weekend? No, but I would imagine one hundred and forty two on... dream team and ninety super coach. I've got him in Dream Team, actually. Yeah, same. You, I don't understand why you'd be... Why would you be even considering trading Taranto? The guy is just fucking racking the pill up, and he looks good. There are, there are some stupid people in the community, Corey. Crips? No, you don't trade fucking Crips. Okay, Not after the last two so weeks. There's so much like... other shit there. Why is everyone trying to trade this? Like, why are we trying to trade pretty much I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because there's, there's fucking idiots there, Corey, who are, you know, bringing in Waterman this week, and all of a sudden they've got 100 grand, 150 grand in the bank, and they're like, fuck it, I'm going to go get Jack Steele. And the only people they can trade to Jack Steele are fucking Crips in Taranto. But fuck me, dead. You, don't you know what? And, and you know what's funny, too? It's don't get so sucked into what happened last round. I mean, two rounds in, I'm sitting there thinking, fuck Tom Mitchell. Like, no one's stopping him this year. I've got to eventually get him at some stage. What do you do? 80s odd. 
107. Yeah, okay. yep, well, 107 off 40 touches, but yeah. that was fucking shit. And then it's just like, okay, you know, he's he's human. And yes, I'm going to get him at some stage of the season because he's a fucking gun. But they're in there. Dustin Martin absolutely pops up the first two rounds. You know, it looks untouchable. The neurals are so perfect for him. Back-to-back sub-hundreds. And it's just like, okay, he's human. Like, but, you know, you just wait. These players are going to have bad games. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. Happens mm-hmm. every year. Good players have bad games. It's, you know, when you pick them, when you have them, you can't chase their points. You can get their future points, but you don't, you don't have to trade a primo to get a primo. I agree. It's, yeah. you you got to, you're going forward. You, you stop looking at the past. Stop looking at what they scored. Pepperoni. Have Jack, uh, have Jack Crisp. What's the go here? Holding him, but why is he scoring not up there? Will he maybe play more mid with Adams out? Do I trade or do I hold? Want to save some trades for later? More mid. You couldn't possibly play any more mid. I was going to say, Pepperoni clearly Um, hasn't watched a Collingwood game. Yeah, Corey, I think the fucking the salami is still blocking the arteries that's gone (laughs) towards his fucking the intelligence that's in his brain. Now, I've got Jack Crisp. Not even remotely am I considering trading him. Like... He's having 30 to 35 fucking touches, like, with ease every single week. So I'm not going to trade a guy out that's doing that with a low score of 80. Are you kidding me? Surely you've got other fucking issues to worry about, and it's just like, this cunt, let's just fucking leave him. What do you do? Sideways him to fucking Jaden Short? For what? Who, who don't forget, dropped uh, sub-100 last week. Oh, not last week, the week no, before, no, sorry. The week before. Week. The week before I mean. Yeah, but oh, fucking, come on, Corey. Like, I mean, he sent his team though. Do you want to have a look at it? Like seventy-five k in the bank. Lloyd Ridley led short. Chris Clark. What are you doing there? Oh yeah, sorry. He wants. Yeah. He held Cozzy. Cozzy well, probably should have gone to Chapman last week, but hundred percent should have gone to Chapman. You've got Lockie Jones, so you could probably do that next week. McRae Oliver, Titch Walsh, Martin. Golden Power Jordan, you know, not a bad This fucking idiot's fuck line up, Corey. Rockman is a bit of a problem. And then up front, Dunkley Zeeble. Oh, fuck, that's short on. MP Warner, Campbell Danaher. Yeah, look, it's, I don't hate it. Corey, um, he's got no money to be made off his bench. And, and that's... Jack and I, look, I agree, you know. Hunt you need to fucking fix your rookies, bloke. Like, this is what I'd do. First of all, I'd fuck Hunter off straight up for Waterman and fucking flick Fullerton to your ruck bench. So at least if Flynn's not fucking named, you've actually got someone to fucking play a game this week. You probably should have done that last week to um, save yourself a donut. And um, and fuck, it almost... If Kaczynski's not named this week, I'd almost just go and get fucking Lockie Jones, like, even if, like, on his second game, like... But I'd maybe even just wait for that next week. You got to fix your your bench because if you don't start generating money off your bench, who is who is this pepperoni? Yeah, well, Corey, I told you the arteries, Corey. Um, if you don't start generating some money off your bench, you're actually going to be proper fucked in terms of um, being able to end up with sort of premiums uh, all over the place on field. Yeah, I agree. And then you'll just end up sideways in all year. I think the one you must do this week is Hunter to Waterman, and then fucking put Fullerton at least in your rucks. I so at least how many people started Hunter over Meek, and that's like my theory. It was like it had to be Flynn and Meek because you knew it was always Flynn Meek. Yeah, it was always Flynn Meek, and then you know if you only started one of them, it was always Flynn. It was always sort of that order: Flynn Meek Hunter. Um, well, we told them. We told them about Ryder. We told them about <laughs> what was happening with Marshall. Man, they don't want to listen. They want to listen, Corey. Are you want to know the funniest comment underneath? Garbler, put this in admin advice. They're not going to go through your whole team on the pod. <laughs> 
by Garbler. This is anyway. We just don't did. put your Garbler. Garbler, don't send your team next week. I'm not reading it out. Um, Wado, is it too late for Impy, or can you still get him looking as like a top six forward? <laughs> is it bizarre that it's not too late? His break even's negative six. Yeah. He's three sixty five. Like you're I thought, him, you're picking him at the Tex Walker price. Did I pay three sixty for Tex? No, no, no. Nah, no, it was no, it's two ninety eight. Sorry, apologies. two ninety eight. Yeah, oh, and that's what I picked Impy at. I picked Impy up. No, yeah, for three twenties yeah, or whatever week, it was yeah. last week. Um, fuck, I've got concerns about his hammy. But you know what? If he plays three more games, he's at I reckon close to five hundred thousand. So it's one of those things where. If he's 400k with like a positive 30 break even, I'm saying no. But he's 360 with still a negative break even, and like scores. he's just scoring hundreds. That's, that's the scores. Like, yeah, he's scoring hundreds for fun. Um, I, I feel like he's going to do his hammy at some point, but he's gone three tons in a row. I'm saying you can still pick him. You can still pick him this yeah, week. The rest of your team has to be spot on. The rest of your rookies have to be spot on. Wait, I think it helps if you somehow jump into a, a chat at some stage this week. Like a I'll be there Friday night. <laughs> or before then, Corey will be on most nights. Yeah, just at me. Let's let's have a chat and go through your team. Um, fuck, you're, stop fucking replying to people for fuck's sake. Can't we just delete these things when they come yeah, up? Yeah, look here. The other day, Dizzy went through and deleted them all. And fucking crap. Me- yeah. Oh, Garbler. you just deleted it then. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And Garbler can fuck off too. <laughs> there we um, go. G'day, fellas. Uh, Dazza. Uh, great week this week. Still holding down. Kelly and Titch annoying, but have to hold. Yeah, obviously. Tom Stewart bent over by champion data. Bad luck about losing to me again, Bonds. Keep trying, kiddo. <laughs> oh, probably, I, got, I got dicked for like some sort of fucking... The cunt had like Chapman and um, Tom Powell. No, yeah. Chapman and Tom Powell and I had fucking peanuts on the field. That's how he beat me. His team wasn't better. He got well, he got some rookie too. luck this week. So I mean, look for a bloke like uh, Daz Corey, he'll he needs to you know because mainstream porn just doesn't do it for him, Corey. So <laughs> he'll be able to beat himself off to this for another fucking six months. I'm glad to have been of service to you, Daz. Uh very very good. Uh, you got a fucked out off, Daz. Um, <laughs> FC able. Um, uh, sorry, F no four C able. He's changed from FC to 4C. Uh, I've won every league game so far. How can I be stopped? I'm unstoppable. No, he's unstoppable. That's what he wrote there, Corey. Um, thanks for your fucking lack of question there, Abel. Your comment just got deleted. <laughs> Puma 88. Daniel or Ridley or Bose? Bose is sideways. Ridley cost me early dumping of Campbell thoughts. So go um... straight Daniel to Bose or go Campbell out and get Ridley. I'd love it's to know how... we said before. Yeah, I'd love to know how deep he was um, in terms of his back line. So, gee, Ridley better, but I'm, I'd be more inclined to get the extra 100k off Campbell that I think will come. So, Bose it is, I think. Yep. Uh, kiddo, can you please stop replying to people as well? Um, it's all right, Corey. I'm just going to delete them. All right, here we go. Uh, he's, got a, he's got an actual question. How bad did people fuck their rookies up? Well, uh, and bringing Chappie last week went Waterman this and then go Jones uh, go Waterman this I oh, want Waterman this week go Jones next week people are on the edge of wasting trades it seems personally I have 27 trades I don't think this is even a question oh, fuck he's just he's just rambling who the fuck is this guy 
Getting Bro, this, this kiddo, fuck. And he's, look, his fucking profile picture is a fucking potato. It probably says a lot about his personality, Corey, to be fair. <laughs> Getting another I mean, chat, my friend. Can, can we just read, how bad do people fuck up their rookies that um, they had to bring in Chapman last week? Well, what, what fucking rookies did you pick week one, you fucking idiot? Because if you pick the fucking, the four that were, there was four that were named, were they? Cozzy, Sharp, Cox, and um, Highmore. So, you know, providing you went four premiums and then fucking four rookies, like, no one else was fucking named. So fuck off, you fucking potato cunt. Uh, comment deleted. <laughs> comment deleted. And fucking Abel just writes here, fucking fair point. Fuck off, Abel. You too, you fucking dog. Mickey Raucus got Daniels and Williams in defense. Is there any valid, uh, validity in holding both? Validity? That's better. Um, I also have Ridley, Laird, Ryan, and Clark with Chappie and Hornmore on the bench. Fuck, Williams. Yeah, yeah Williams will be back this week. That was more of a tightness kind of thing. Uh, I don't think you can have both of them. Um, Clark is in, like, Geelong Clark, I'd assume. Yeah, it um, is. Okay. Luke, Ryan, Daniel. I think Williams is back this week. I probably prefer Williams over Caleb Daniel. But Caleb Daniel's injury history, not as bad. I think you get rid of one of them, um, Raucus. And um, if I'm you, just based on Daniel having two out of four really bad scores, I'm probably going to get rid of Daniel over Williams. But Williams' injury history is shit. But I like that you've got enough on your, your bench to potentially cover in future. Um, Raucus, by the way, is... Uh, Mickey Ryan? Yeah, Mickey, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, should I trade Caleb Daniel out for a potato cake or potato scallop? Did you see the conversation between potato cake and potato scallop today in one of the chats? Well, yeah, because that was in the fucking thumbs up and thumbs down. And then I've just gone in that chat and said, well, can you just fucking keep it to thumbs up and thumbs down? Yeah, and there's two chats you don't talk into. You don't you don't have a chat in podcast questions and you don't have a chat in thumbs up and thumbs, thumbs, up, thumbs, thumbs down. down. That's right. There's 700,000 chats that you can chat in. That's right. Um, potato cake or potato scallop. I did enjoy that thumbs up, thumbs down. It's clearly a potato cake, not a potato Always scallop. A potato but, cake. Um, look, if you're going to trade out Caleb Daniel, make sure you get at least like four potato cakes with all. Uh, Frogger, again, just short of Daniel and Mills. Straight could go Daniel and Mills, sharp to Waterman. Yeah, oh, sharp I like that. your team, so I like that, yeah. Yep. But it's another two trades used up effectively. Treading water a bit worth doing. But okay. Are you treading water there? You, you, you're getting rid of Daniel, who you clearly don't think is top 12, and you, you need sharp to go to someone to make cash. Yep. Uh, last one, the Hoff have both Butters and Daniel. Need to trade Butters but can't afford Dangerfield and don't want Dusty at this stage. Was thinking Butters down to Waterman and Cozzy up to a premium defender, keeping Daniel and shoring up defense. He has Ridley Short, Laird and Daniel with 590. Who could he get? Oh, great question. Um, they're the sort of questions I actually like, so good on you. Um, so he's got Ridley Short, Laird, Daniel, Daniel, 590K means he can't afford Lloyd. Um, so then it becomes that question of that um, that next bracket of the blokes. I think Houston. I what think about, Houston's the answer, man. What about... Oh, no, no, it's because it's not a double downgrade, is it? He's got short already. Because he wants like, to go. Yeah, so for him, like the options genuinely are probably... Because Lloyd's out of the question because of his price. Um, so it becomes... Does he have Mills? No. No, he doesn't have Mills. So for me, it's like Mills, Houston and Bowes. I think he gets one of those and I think Houston's the best one. Yeah, I, st- I still like Mills there. It's okay. You can either go with you or go with me or pick but someone Mills else. Mills has himself. the 87. Houston doesn't like the cash game. He could you're go not G- gaining the cash because you're not going to end up trading him, yeah? He could, he could go GF. Yeah, actually, good point. Um, 
Yeah. What about hold? Hey, you're in lucky shit. No, 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 but no, why would you hold that situation? Because to get one of those guys, you're trading Kazitsky up to one of those and Butters down to Waterman. Butters is gonna fuck off anyway, yeah? Yeah, but so what if you what if you what if you don't play for overall? So here's my theory here. What's what's Jake Lloyd's break even? Oh, wait a week. One fifty one next week. Yeah, so what if you held this week and I know like you go so obviously go butters to Waterman, yeah, you hold yeah. that that upgrade you hold the cash and then next week you donuts. get Jake Lloyd. It's very rocking donuts though, like um Well you could sideways. You could go Cosy to Jones. And then next week, you know, another like, again you don't really want to be using Cosy two to again. Jones. Yeah, but that's one trade you don't have to do next yeah. week, like in Jones. And then you do your upgrade next week, Lloyd over Houston. I like it. You're sacrificing maybe 50 points this week, but then you've got Lloyd over Houston every single week thereafter, which you assume you make up that 50 points. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, sometimes like you write off. I mean, like, you know, I help Dangerfield. But that's, that's an overall thinking, actually, what I just spit it out there, because you, you're potentially losing a league game this week, but then you've got... Lloyd in future weeks. You're, over. In, a, you're in a better position. So, those I think Houston's. I think fucking fucking. I think Houston's good. Like, if you think Houston can outscore Lloyd going forward, then do then grab Houston. Yeah, like, and then round your and round your defense out with Jake Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. I but obviously I, prefer Lloyd. Yeah, I don't mind the hold. Um, vice captain, captain to think about. Um, I don't think I'm going to get a vice captain uh, this week, Corey, because um, Highmore is the Thursday night game, which. Um, which kind of sucks, and I shouldn't be rocking a donut anywhere else unless Flynn doesn't get in the team. So Flynn's not in the team. I'll VC McRae. If I have to straight captain someone, it's going to be um, Gorn against a McAvoy. Yep. Um, and I, mine would be same thing, exact same thing. If you get McRae, take McRae. If not, go Gorn. Yep. He scored 185 on the Hawks last year, 127 the year before that, Gorn. So, um Joy's playing the Hawks. He's six games against them in his career. Has a career average of 137, believe it or not. So, um, I think Gorn is your obvious straight C option, particularly given what he's been able to do in the last three weeks as well. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Elite's night next Friday, is it? Saturday. Saturday. Next Saturday night, yeah. What's the date? Yeah, Saturday because it's Anzac Day Eve. Yeah, two. Anzac so, Day Eve. So. Yeah, if you're in the Patreon. Uh, and you haven't seen, I think there's already a channel in there. Stay tuned because we'll have more details about what's what's to follow. So, yep. um, but hit us up, definitely hit Dizzer up because I know he's trying to organise a couple of things as well. All right, uh, trades. I think we've had enough chat about what we're going to do this week anyway. So, yep. fuck, that went for a long time. I didn't realise how long that actually went for. Yep, there, yeah, done. Uh, all right, Elitus, on behalf of Bombs, myself, fuck Brett, and the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elite. Peace out, community, and thank you for listening.